Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bill, guess who's coming to lunch? An Oscar winner. Yeah, it's not every day, right? Uh, not at maybe, all. Maybe you should have dressed a little nicer. Maybe, I mean, I know the name of the show is Naked Lunch, but David. I know, I should have dressed, dressed, dressed a little taller, at least. This is Alice and Johnny. Exactly. I think you I think you put on a shirt. This is classy. This is like the Western. <laughs> Are we good enough for this? Uh, Absolutely not. She's actually a very dear friend of mine. We've become friends over the years. She actually did, the, uh, did an episode of our... Uh, first PBS series where I ate with her at the Grand Central Market. Yes, an Oscar winner. Yes, one of the best actresses alive. But she's also so down to earth and so sweet. Wait, David, you'll see. I know you, you protested when I said we're going to get Alice and Jenny. I know you didn't want Alice and Jenny, but give her a chance, David. All right, let's give her a break. <laughs> let's give the Oscar winner a shot. Yes. Alice and Jenny. <laughs> Let's spill the beans, chew the fat, food for thought, jokes on tap. Talking with our mouths full, having fun. A piece of cake and humble pie, serving up a slice of life. Leave the dressing on the side, it's naked lunch. Clothing optional. One of the things we love doing on Naked Lunch is waiting mm-hmm. till the star has their mouth full and then asking a question. <laughs> How did you get started, Allison? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is very good. Isn't it? This mm-hmm. is Larchmont wine and cheese. We've done it for uh, other mm. people. We may do it again. To give you some time to chew, uh, I want to say that, you know, you and Phil are close friends. I have had the benefit of the most unusual relationship, a very Hollywood relationship where I am often the one writing award shows where you are winning awards and occasionally presenting awards. So I have been bothering you for like 15 years being the guy going, here's the bad joke I wrote, or here's the not so bad joke I wrote. And there are people who you, when you find out uh, this person is presenting, you know, you go, oh no. And then there's people you go, oh, yes. Uh, you and Helen Mirren are the ultimate oh, yeses. Oh. Really? Because you are great presenters, you are game, and you are wonderful to talk to, and beyond David. being great actresses. So I've always loved that. But that being said, that's like 15 years of knowing you that way. But I had a moment that you were not aware of. At the Emmys, this past Emmys, Okay. Uh, I was there not hired to work on it, but I was nominated as a producer of the Grammys. And I was the table 
I think, right behind you. There are now award shows for award shows. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but so the show was originally in a different, like the theater, and then they moved it, they said, to a tent, which was not a tent. It was a room. It was a lie. And, but I was also told, you can bring your wife. You can't bring your wife. You can't go. You can oh go because they were limiting nominees. Right. At the last minute, I could go by myself. And I was sort of a little bummed out because I look a lot better when I'm sitting next to my wife (laughs) and uh, I have a better time when I'm sitting next to my wife. But I got there by myself, walked the red carpet like the sad, lonely guy, <laughs> ran into Rita Wilson and Ken Jeong. I knew them. That was nice. Sat Ken sat a, next to me. That's right. No, no. I sat a table away from you. But the better, the even better than you, I sat down and I noticed a man who I was sitting next to named Jamie Widows. Oh, now, yeah. here's the story. I went, when my parents broke up, I was sent like, oh, I don't know why you went to a prep school. I went to Loomis Chafee in Windsor, Connecticut. Hotchkiss. You went to Hotchkiss. Yeah. We're sort of, so this is as the preppy handbook. We're both, totally. we have to do a secret handshake. <laughs> but at that school, uh, the, the one of the distinguished alumni was, because we loved Animal House, Jamie Widows, who was Hoover in Animal House. When I moved to LA, the first person who ever called me was Jamie Widows saying, David, we don't know each other, but I went to Loomis way ahead of you and I'd like to take you to lunch. Wow. I This is 27, no, 30 years ago. I never had lunch with him. But for some reason, to this day, he's a number that comes up in my, I'm accidentally butt calling for 30 years, Jamie Widows, always wanting to have lunch with him, but never having lunch with him. You've never had lunch with him? No, no. I never met him until we sat down next to each other. We were seated next to each other at the table at the Emmys when he had, and I'm sitting sitting there with attitude because I lose a lot. First time I ever lost was with Phil, but I am <laughs> Jamie, Jamie, who's older than me and the nicest man, seems like the greatest yeah. guy in history. Yeah. He has his first nomination ever yes. for directing Mom. Mom. Yeah. And you came over. He And I have to say, initially, there were like some musician or comedy people who were coming over to me. And he goes, wow, you know everybody. And then you came over. And you gave him the warmest, most loving greeting. And I think Gene Smart after you. And I said, see, you're not doing so bad yourself. <laughs> I don't have any Oscar winners coming over to me. <laughs> I believe I sat in his lap. I, I, I think, think I, you did. I did. And so not in mine. That and not, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that's why I'm serving you a lawsuit from Mr. Jamie Widow. <laughs> All this to say. Right. All this you, to say, oh how dare you? I was just going to say, I would like call him right now and see if, because I mean, he didn't, did, you've never been out to lunch. And did he, did he ask you out to lunch again at the Emmys and say, hey, we've never had that lunch or we made tons of plans that we haven't done but i so want to again because i loved him i just think he seems like the greatest guy let's see ever. if he'll pick up on that <laughs> oh that's funny right now hold on you can talk about a lunch on naked lunch <laughs> give me a cheese script while we're waiting for jamie widows yeah. i bet what do you want to bet he, do you think he picks up or not picks up for you food? he's gonna pick up i don't know i don't know I canceled last Unless time we were supposed to have dinner, lap. and I uh, I canceled because um, oh. uh, I had a well, it's a long story. No one wants to hear. Um, okay, let's see. Tell him. us his number. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Okay, here we go. Will Jamie Widows answer his phone? It's a new game show. It's a new game show. <laughs> I've got some other people we could call in here too. Oh, this is fun. <clears throat> That's some fun. Get him to sign a release. <laughs> All right, we got to get you to sign your. You're on a podcast right now. I am. <laughs> yes, I'm sitting here oh with David Wilde and and Phil Rosenthal, and oh and, my God, yes, I'm and, familiar with both their work. Yeah, <laughs> we were. Just, David was just uh, telling us about um, his uh, experience sitting next to you at the Emmys. 
Yes, apparently he's an admirer of mine. I, I don't understand it. But, well, yeah. you guys went to the same school together, and you uh, told him you'd take him out to lunch a long time ago, which you still haven't done. And I'm sitting here eating I know, lunch I with him. Lunch. Um, I'm eating lunch with him right now. And I told them. Allison, are you on the very famous, newly announced Bill Rosenthal, David Wilde podcast? Wow. None other than Naked Lunch. Exactly. You. Are- I. I. I have been so excited about this. It's so great that you're there. I know. It's well, so nice of you both to do this promo. You, I, <laughs> <laughs> but you have to get naked to actually do it. Do it again naked. You, yeah, yeah. What you don't know is well, I'm. I don't bring you anything. I bring you no juice in this promo. Now, Jenny, on the other hand, <laughs> what so do you glad. just read the trades all day, Jamie? <laughs> Jamie, you were the greatest thing that ever happened to a lonely guy at the Emmys. That I. I honestly, losing felt like winning because I got to actually meet you finally. Hey, guys, great to hear your voices. Go go Loomis. Go Loomis. Fuck Hotchkiss. (laughs) (laughs) What is this I'm eating right here? This is a cheese crisp. Taste that. Tell me that's not one of the great things in the world. Was Ray the one advocating for this yes. cheese crisp? Or you just... Uh, no, he likes this. It's great. Isn't that terrific? Oh, it's very good. That's a low-carb snack, Allison. All right. Right? How do you eat so much and not... I mean, I went... I just got back from Thailand, as you know. And I couldn't I have such a weak palate. I couldn't handle the food. The spice. Because I can't handle the spice. And it's not like I... I chose that. It's just the way I was. I was born this way, and it's a pain in the ass because I really couldn't eat. So and what did more I do? Ways I, than one. I ate. A- <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but I ended up eating so many noodles and yes, noodles and fried rice. And I but just packed you had on the, the crab omelet from had Gay Fi in Bangkok. That was the best Change recommendation ever. That was the best thing. My only nothing the, makes me happy. That that omelet. The only drag was that were three of us, and we got one and split it. That was dumb. I, I, was, I always didn't you want to kill that. your friends? Yes, afterwards. <laughs> Eat the whole omelet. I should have. We should have gotten three of them. But you Allison, kind of- uh, Allison did. Uh, I'll have what Phil's having when we were on PBS. And we did. So we ate together at Grand Central Market. The best. Mm-hmm. And I still love it there. Have you been there since? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she thinks it's a bad thing. No, like she's going to be punished for, yes. penalized for not going. For that. not going. Well, Nobody thinks you're uh, phony. I really loved it there, it's, though. It's, actually, it's a little difficult to get to downtown. It right? is. You have to park and, and everything. And I'm lazy. I really yeah, am. yeah. But it is mm-hmm. worth it. It's so good. They have new stuff. They do? That's amazing. Yes, but do you remember what happened when we were sitting there eating well, the burger? Forget it. I was shamed for eating a burger by a... A very, um, you know, militant uh, a vegan person. Well, it said humanely raised, right? And yeah. this lady walked behind us in our shop as we're filming and says, there's no such thing as humane meat. Right? Right in the middle. Of, interrupted the Did show. Did she make the show? Yeah, we yeah. left it in because I turned to her and I said, or manners, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, um, but I did love that place. And I love all the. And we got ice cream. We got McConnell's ice cream. But I, Alice is the reason work? why I have a career now. How so? She was in the show. She, you know. Oh, that's the reason somebody feed Phil yeah. continues to Yeah, they on. said, oh, he's not just a schlepper. Look, he gets Alice and Jenny. <laughs> I am not shy. As you know, we eat a lot. We've eaten a lot of meals together. I love together. it so much. And I, I love feel it. like the reason I keep getting invited is 
not only because of my obviously sparkling and scintillating conversational That's skills, right. but because I'm I'm, Your I'm intrepid with, with That's what right. I I'll eat whatever. That's, yep. Literally whatever Phil's having. He'll order to sit order for the table. I'm actually dining with your wife and daughter tonight. Did you know that? Yes, I'm jealous. Okay. You were not invited, I guess. I know. It's a ladies' night. We're going to Musso and Frank's. Oh, my God. The best Classic martinis in the world. I know. I know. The best martinis in the world. I know. And I was going to get that up drinking today, car? too. Bread no, and drinking. You the no, wrong day. I can't. Okay. Not, by the way, uh, you might have some help from your friend, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting on it. Do, yes. Do, or, do either of you remember the band Bread? Of course. Okay. Uh, I read her diary underneath the tree. My, my, my parents had eight track tapes. My One of my favorite groups of all time. And the most sensitive singer, songwriter mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. When I moved here, the first time I was ever invited to Musso and Frank's was I was asked to meet with David Gates, the lead singer, yeah. writer. Uh, and I thought he is going to be the most willowy, sensitive person. And he he walked into Musso and Frank's with a cowboy hat and said, like, he was he's a, like a rancher now. He said, how you doing? Really? I was was like, how did that guy become if, you know, (laughs) how did he become the if guy? (laughs) He was fantastic. That's so great. I can always count on Dave for a bread story. (laughs) You weren't a bread. We're all about the same. We're in the same arrow, the three of us. Yes, very sad. But it's almost over. (laughs) We we have a good time. Uh, Did you know, not to change the subject, but we have Alice and Johnny here, David. I heard. So stop with the bread. (laughs) <laughs> um, we have that Allison, do you know what Allison was going to do before acting? What she trained for? Skating. Oh my gosh. How did you know that? He's yeah. a stalker. That's how he knows. He's got oh, a piece no, of paper right I, in front of him. I am just a fan. I am not a stalker. Bread, yes. <laughs> actresses, no. However, I did discover <clears throat> today that there's a, and I don't know if you like this or not, there's a podcast like a fan podcast about you where you have studied like a, like the what? Talmud what? by it's like every week there's the most the amazing discussion. I know. I love it. <clears throat> I'm incredibly flattered that there's a podcast dedicated to, to my workout there. And it's, it's a, it's beautifully done. Um, and it's called, uh, I think it's called Flamingo Cafe because Flamingo was, um, my character, CJ Craig on the West Wing, her, her secret service name. So um, anyway, uh, it, they, she does a great job of, um, of of interviewing people, and it's it's very informative and 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 it, she interviews done. people who have worked with you. Yeah, yeah, and they have horror stories about you. Yes, you can go find <laughs> yeah. all the horror stories about me on yes. there. She covers all. The, yeah, it's it is Cafe well. Flamingo, so so people can find. Oh, it sorry, Cafe Flamingo. Cafe Flamingo. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, okay. and it is. <laughs> It is, yeah, it's like the Talmud. Get your obsessive fan show right. (laughs) (laughs) Know thy stalker. Yes. No, we love this Cafe Flamingo. We have, we should have There's ordered a podcast uh, dedicated to my work, just so you know. It's called uh, Cafe Schnook. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up in, in, Dayton, Ohio, if I'm right, is that Dayton? That's correct, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, is that not a food capital of the world? Is that a ethnic food center or is this like food fight? <laughs> exactly. We're having a food fight over here. No, Dayton, Ohio is well, you know what? There there is a really famous um uh restaurant that has been rated uh, you know, um, um, in the country as being one of the best uh, steakhouses in the country. It's called the the Pine Club, and and it was in the New York Times, I think that. So and that was that's like within walking distance of where I grew up. So Pine Club, great steakhouse, um, and then of course there is always 
What else is there? The Dorothy Lane Market is one of the best markets in the country. And um, what else can I brag about, Dayton, besides my mother armed me with things to go off to school with, um, you know, birth of aviation, home of the flip top can. Um, um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> Skyline. Is that, really, is that a point of pride? True. That is a point of pride. And a Skyline Chili, um, big, huge. Uh, you've eaten there, Skyline Chili. It's very familiar. That's, to yeah, me. that's very mm-hmm. famous. I've mm-hmm. heard, but that I don't know famous. if I've ever had it. I don't Why don't think you, you send have. me some? Um, I may. I think they're just in Cincinnati now. They might not be in. I'll find out because I'm going to Dayton soon. I'm nice. going to Dayton in a couple of weeks, so nice. I, I will. I will find out and bring back some of Dayton's wow. extraordinary culinary delights. <laughs> okay, we're just going to do a Dayton podcast now. <laughs> It's great in Dayton. That's what they say. That's what oh, they say. That's sweet. That's their little saying. That's yeah. a sweet l- little lame. <laughs> but you know, it rhymes. It's great in Dayton. How's your sandwich? It's really good. I'm going just for the the just going inside for the meat. Now, meat is it sad to talk about uh, why you're not a skater? Because I wasn't any good at it. That's not why. I was graceful, but I was too big. I mean, I mean, I, I. I uh, but this, you know, there's a place a, for to be a, uh, a bigger scare. It's an acrobatic sport. Yeah. You have to be able to throw yourself, you know, around three, four revolutions in the air to go. I've seen it. I could do one um, double jump, a sow cow, a double sow cow. Yes. Um, and that was it. There were two reasons I stopped. <clears throat> one, I really wasn't good enough. I was too tall. I was graceful. I should have been an ice dancer. And the other was, was my. My, my famous plate glass window story. Do you know this, David? I Not well enough. I need to know more. Oh, it's one of the stories I've told five million times because it's in my, <clears throat> you know, when anyone looks me up and they see that I had this, I used to be a skater. So, but for there must be someone out there. For who people might... who haven't heard Cafe Flamingo. Okay. For those people, I will tell the story of when I went through a plate glass window. When I was 17. Terrible. I just graduated from high school. It was a huge party for parents and kids outdoor. Um, there was a game going on where the all the girls had balloons tied around their ankles and you were dancing with a couple, whoever you were dancing with, and you tried to pop all the other people's balloons. I didn't know this part of the story. Mm-hmm. And I was cheating. I had a strapless dress on, long dress, and I had my balloon tied around my knee so no one could possibly. Pop it. Uh-huh. Brilliant, right? Yep. Evil. And it was down to me and my partner and then my brother and his partner. And my brother was trying so hard to pop my balloon. wasn't, you know, couldn't do it. And then he finally stepped on my dress so hard, ripped it, and it started to fall off. Oh. And I was, all, you know, all these parents and kids yes. and everything. And I went running to go inside to go fix my dress. And um, the band was right there. And there were this this porch with sliding glass you know, doors, some of them were open, some of them were closed, and I yeah. bit the wrong one, and I just oh, hit it, man. and the glass fell. It was so it was thicker than plate glass, so I didn't go all the way through it, but my leg, my right leg was to it, and then it just guillotined me. Oh, Jesus. It's a good lunchtime story. Wow. <laughs> and and I, I I turned to the band, and I said, keep going, keep playing, keep playing. I was so embarrassed. I didn't want, I was, I felt mortified that I had just broken this. You know, this is how people die. Yeah. That more people yeah. die of embarrassment. Yeah. You know, they I know. have heart attacts and they say, oh, no, no, I'm fine, I'm yeah, fine leave exactly. me alone, and then they die. 
Well, because I, it's such a natural impulse. You want everything yeah. to be okay. You want everything to be okay. And, and, and like, this never happened. Exactly. It's exactly what my instinct was. Yeah. And then I turned around and saw everybody staring at me. And and I was like, and then I thought I was in like a, a movie or something. I said, I'm, I'm supposed to scream, faint, and then I'm going to die. And that's what I, that's in what my happened. mind, that's what I. You screamed and so fainted? So I screamed and I fainted. Um, you had that thought. I did. I'm supposed to I'm do. I'm supposed to. You, yes. This is what you need yes. to do now. Right. In this situation, you, you need saw, to scream. But you also I, saw blood. Yes. Yeesh. I saw blood. That's like um, Carrie. That's um, exactly where right? my head was going. Yeah. Because like, it's like fun party time and then blood. The high school. The yeah. Of a high school. Yeah. Three, I lost three quarters of my blood. Too. What? Yeah. I almost died. It was, <gasps> it was, it was, it was really, it was pretty traumatic Listen. for everyone in Dayton, David, Ohio. David, why you make a tape tell this story? <laughs> everyone in Dayton, Ohio knows if you're of a certain age. Where were you when... Allison ran through that window. Wow. But how amazing mm. is it that cut to many years, cut to cut is bad, to. unfortunate phrase, yeah. many years later that you win an Oscar for a skating. Like you managed to get, I know. you get crazy? to have this amazing success. You were forever tied in film history to, to skating. skating. And I know. And I, I, I mean, I so wanted to skate in that movie too. And I get, did get my skates on and skated for the first time. Oh. Um, well, not for success. <clears throat> That's not, Quite true. I did do a, a short-lived series with um, Matthew Perry called uh, Mr. Sunshine, and I got to skate with a blue Smurf on on the ice at the Forum. Nice. That's my favorite episode of, of Mr. Sunshine <laughs> <laughs> to this day. <laughs> I had a ball. I love figure skating. I love it so much. It's just great exercise. I wish I had an ice rink in my backyard. You know you can. No, you... I can't. I could turn my pool into I could. No, I can't. I can't do a, that. Yeah, you put a thing over, like a, like a little house over it. Like a little glass house, and you temperature control. Do what you want. You're Allison Jenny. You just God make that up. Okay. <laughs> do what you want. I could do it, or I could just move back to Ohio. You studied with and got a huge break as a student from my favorite actor of all time. And I want to ask, from your professional opinion, I know he was a big influence on your life, but like to me, the my if I had to say my favorite performance by mm -hmm. an actor, it's uh, the verdict. Uh, oh, Paul Newman. so good in that. I don't know if there's ever, anything I like more than that. So I know he was a good guy in your life, but was Paul Newman as great as I think he was? I He was great to me. And uh, um, I, I thought he was a spectacular human being. And he was so generous with his time with the, all of us. He came back to Kenyon College where I went to, to direct a play because he had graduated from Kenyon. And he... His son died while he was there working with us, oh. and he had to go and and you know bury his son. And then he came back. He could have said, "No, I, I'm not coming back to do the show. I have to be with my family." But he wanted to be part of the show that he directed, and I happened to be in. And what a guy! He was such a a lovely, um, lovely man. And he always um, he he told me that if I ever needed a favor, that that he would be there for me. He said, it has to be very specific. So don't, you know, don't waste it. He said, just, oh. but, but I will, I will do you a, a favor sometime. And I always oh. had that in my pocket, you know, you I never use used it. it no, going, no, that's not good enough a favor. Oh. I can't ask him to get me into and were you like, I'm, I'm imagining. Were you like every other woman and probably many men, I would imagine who would just like melt into a puddle looking at him. Yeah, he was pretty, you know, his eyes were spectacularly blue and he was just very handsome and smooth. Just just had a, a cocky, not cocky, co confidence about him that was very sexy. I mean, yeah. movie star. 
movie star. star. Yeah, true. I don't true. know. Do many movie stars go back to their college and no, direct? Exactly. I don't think that's a Burt Reynolds. The Dinner Theater? Yeah. In, Jup- <laughs> in Jupiter? Yeah. Is that true or are you just make that? No, it's true. Really? He actually, at the height of his fame, had a dinner theater in Jupiter, Florida. Well, oh, oh, I was going to say Joanne also is, you know, she was equally as generous as That's Paul. That's Joanne Woodward. Joanne Woodward. Is another still, great person. Uh, great person. And so generous of her time to those giving, giving you know, people a leg up, helping people out, start out in the business. If it weren't for them, I wouldn't be here. I know it. And if you think about it, my kids know Paul Newman because of all the products. Speaking on a food show, like all of his products, the amount of money that is raised. Yeah, you say Paul Newman, mm-hmm. they say the popcorn guy, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, spaghetti yeah, sauce right. guy. They, yeah, right. Uh, what? But what a legacy! It's a yeah. beautiful thing. It all goes to charity. He's mm-hmm. just the greatest, greatest yeah. guy. Who? Yep. I mean, really, one of the best people of all time. Agree wholeheartedly. Did that and you know turn your else? career around? Did that I mean that give yeah, you a break? Yeah, I feel like it did absolutely um, because. I went to New York because of Joanne, who made, she said, you have to go to the neighborhood playhouse to go study acting. She And I followed what she told me to do. Absolutely. And then she started a theater company with a lot of us young actors in New York. And she definitely gave me the confidence to think I could be an actor, you know, and, and, and sing. She made me sing as much as I hated to sing. I didn't think I had a great voice. And she, she made me. And then look, I did a Broadway, I did a Broadway, did a Broadway musical, musical, nine to five. And, and uh, Joanne, awesome. I have Joanne to thank for that. Yeah. Because she told me it's not always about being a good singer. It's about being a good storyteller. Yeah. You know, when you're, oh, sorry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Speaking of good people too, I also want to talk about my niece, who's my one of my favorite people on the planet. Talk about because her. Because she... She's my older brother's um, child, too. Um, I have a niece and nephew out here. And Petra, Janney, um, uh, founded an organization called Amelia Air Rescue, which is a um, non-for-profit dog rescue organization. She got her pilot's license, and she literally flies dogs at kill shelters in rural, uh, overcrowded areas and flies them into uh, more urban areas where they have more of a chance to be rescued. And they're put with, uh, not, you know, with no kill shelters. And uh, she's an extraordinary human being. I think I've read about this. You have to have, because it's very, I put it on my social oh, right. media That's a lot. Where I've yes. And There's a dog here who would like to say thank you. Really? We have a dog in the booth, don't yes. we? <laughs> Let me see who's in the booth who wants some of my Look, salami. this is a 14-year-old dog. Look at this. Oh, what's his name? Her name? Asher. Asher. Hi, Asher. <laughs> Very oh cute. Oh, God, so sweet. Our dog came from a similar situation. Really? She was in a shelter in the Bakersfield area, the agricultural yep. area. Yep, yep. And just no traffic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, so this changed our life. Petra. Murray, uh, our Murray was a rescue, too. Mm-hmm. But as you know, if you rescue a dog, you're the one that's really rescued. We, we got yeah. Murray the day we went into lockdown. Yeah. Saved us all. Murray is such a sweetheart. How many do you him. have now? I've still got three. Nice. And I almost had a fourth the other day. With a, oh, um, you um, met because you're a softie. And if you meet one, you want one. Yeah, it's very hard for me to do. I would be hard for me to do what Petra does. She's got a great uh, head for business. She's caring for the animals too, but she knows how to you know, separate. She goes and rescues them, but doesn't, and loves on them and gives them away to the people who are going to find them their forever homes. But, but, she, but her, she gets her heart broken every day. Well, I, I, I fall in love too easily, right? Yeah. That song. I, I, I sing it. Easily. Nice. I can't da, afford that da, da, either. Da, da, da. But uh, <laughs> oh. I don't know how you rescue these animals 
and now you care about them because yeah. you're doing this. Yeah. Now you give them away. I know, but she only, she, you know, for a short flight, her flight. I mean, she stays, she rescues dogs in the California area. She oh, it's has literally a, very small a flight. Plane. It's oh, a, it's not. But like, she goes up, you know, up north or, or south. And, and she always has a taker. Automatic. She has a taker right away. She works with organizations who know they 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 they're all scheduled these yeah. rescues, and she goes and takes them. And then you can see them on if you follow Amelia Air Rescue on Instagram. You can Everybody, see go to this videos of the rescues. So she'll go get them and bring them um, to Los Angeles yes. and give to the the other um, um, adoption agencies that work with Amelia Air, and they'll take the dogs. And so she's with them for like an hour or two or three in whatever flight she's. But it's just great work that they Listen, do. I'm so proud. Uh, no of matter them. what you're going through, a uh, dog or a cat's going to make your life better. David, David, pay attention. At all times. We're driven by the search for better, right? But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't the search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates and fast. Ditch the busy work, people. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Indeed is such a positive word. I love saying it. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of Naked Lunch will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Naked Lunch. Just go to Indeed.com slash Naked Lunch right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Naked Lunch. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You, you need, need Indeed! Indeed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You also helped me through the pandemic because I will <clears throat> say that one of the first shows that my whole family, we had uh, one of our sons was, you know, would come over at night and we went through the entire West Wing. West Wing is a great deep dive and it was it was such a satisfying thing, especially because at that point we didn't have a government quite as you know, uplifting. Yeah, <laughs> it was. So it was nice to disappear into, like, turn off CNN and watch. Well, the, it was yeah. the most brilliant pilot because you think you know where it's going because of who was in charge at the time, and then when the president comes out and is not only uh, with it but astute and yeah. great and sensitive yeah. and says all the right things, it was like, oh, the ultimate fantasy. Yeah. 
Right? He was a rock star whenever we'd go through airports and we would shoot outside and you know, go on location in D.C. And he would go through and people would call him Mr. President and he'd be like this. You know, <laughs> I, I worked with him. This. I worked with him in the Pope, which is an unusual sentence for a Jewish guy to say. When the Pope came to America and did Madison Square Garden, Martin Sheen hosted the event. And you I did? was and I was hired as a writer. And I was never happier because backstage at the Pope's event, at the mass, at the garden, there were still bagels. And I remember thinking, show business, no matter who it is, there will always be, be a backstage with street. bagels. It, it can literally be the Pope. And it literally was. The Pope I remember, came off the, the Pope. The Pope said, do you have a sesame? Exactly. <laughs> David, literally so true. Cool. I was actually with in Rome with my family on a trip <laughs> when I got the call asking me to work on this. And I was like, that is the best offer it's amazing, right? I ever have. Did the Pope you, also said, this lock's a little salty. <laughs> Did you get to work with the Pope on his remarks or anything? Or I wrote, it- no, no. The Pope did the mass from, I think, an older book, an old, even, <laughs> even hackier material than mine. No, older material than mine. This was the Martin Sheen, Harry Connick Jr., okay. uh, Gloria Stefan. This okay. was sort of the opening act of entertainment. Then the Pope oh went on. God. I'm uh, going to have to go take a deep dive on YouTube and find, I'm probably not even I that deep. I hope it can exist. I'm, I'm uh, sure it does. Yes, it has to. But how great is it working with Martin? Isn't he? The, yeah. the coolest yeah. and the nicest. And I do remember I was working next on something with Justin Timberlake. And I said, I got to call you back. I'm dealing with the Pope. I'll be right. You know? <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I did not deal with the Pope, but I did see him go past the bagels. So that. Yep. You did. Feel, you were in proximity. Yes. To oh, I was. Yeah. I, I didn't take a selfie. It's the only yeah. person I haven't bothered. I said, you know, I think yeah. that could be an international incident. Yeah. Allison, do you have a good uh, backstage West Wing story? You know, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, the thing that would make us laugh the most is Mar- Martin has a thing for it. He can't remember a lot of names. Yeah. He is hysterical. In the beginning, he couldn't remember any of our characters' names. So we had to, we'd put these big, huge signs with our names on oh. while he was behind the oval, you know, behind the desk in the oval, giving a, a lecture to, to all of his staff. And, yeah. And we'd be You'd have putting your, up our names. And, on you. And yeah. By the way, Brando and, did that. Yeah. During sure. The Godfather, you'd yeah. have to wear, Robert Duvall talks about, yeah. he had to write Brando's lines on his forehead. <laughs> So he was just a human teleprompter. I'm so happy to hear these yes. things because I am going to be that way when I get, you know, next year. <laughs> I'm going to be trying to ask uh, people to do that for me and not be um, not be ashamed of it. Uh, but it would just make us laugh so much. And, you know, Josh Molina, the people of um, Scandal talk about him, too. And it started with West Wing. He is the biggest troublemaker there ever was on any set. Uh, uh, anywhere. Josh Molina is the he's the biggest um, practical joke player oh, he still tweets it oh he and brad of right? a famous um you it's know, hilarious banter. people look at look at their yeah. tweets brad whitford and josh molina yes. it's extraordinary the lengths they go to 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 get each other and he was practically he, made for it the way he just is a maestro of that yes stuff. he really is and he he can he can engage with people on twitter or whatever that he's kind of teflon he doesn't take anything personally so he can go far okay. with people yeah and i right from the get-go i tried to engage with them in that way and i'm like i started crying i think the first <laughs> and i was like okay i can't play with these guys i didn't know you were gonna I make can't. fun of me <laughs> make fun of my feet or my how tall i am and i could i realized okay you guys are on your own they were enormously fun and entertaining to watch um the best practical joke ever played i think janelle maloney thought of it and brad whitford uh they did this to jimmy smith's 
um, oh, Brad didn't know about it. Janelle knew about it. They bought like a dozen red roses and had them sent to Jimmy Smith's with a card saying, I cannot tell you how it does my heart so good to have you on the show with me. I've always treasured you as an actor and it means the world. Like sort of a note to Jimmy from Brad that was just a little slightly... Uh, you know, awkward, a little too romantic, maybe. Yes, nice. So, so it kept they kept it going on. So Jimmy Smith just kept getting more and more uncomfortable around Brad, he thinking kept that Brad flowers. was that. Yeah, that Brad was coming on to him and wanted this to. This is awesome. It. it was just the best long game, great... and I don't remember how they finally, you know, revealed that they married. They married. Yes, Jimmy Smith uh, must have done his graduate year of acting at Cornell, where I went, and I was a yeah. freshman. And my dad, great guy, said. I want you, because he had gone to the school as a, on charity. He couldn't afford to go to any plays or anything. Yeah. He, goes, he goes, I'm buying you a subscription to see every play at Cornell while you're there. And uh, Jimmy Smith must have been the only great actor in that program because he had every role. So I spent my freshman year watching him in every Shakespearean wow. lead. And he was unbelievable, yeah. Yeah. even then. Yeah, he's an amazing actor. And it's cra- crazy. When he did West Wing, he was probably 40-something, and he was already a great-grandfather. What? Not kidding you. He, he has the biggest family. That man always made me wow. sort of super jealous that he had such a oh. huge family. My stomach is now making really crazy noises, guys. No, you're all right. <laughs> My wife is a totally in love with Rob Lowe. Listens to his podcast literally, oh, yeah. literally all the time. Any anything you can tell me to dissuade her? <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I can't. I don't think there's anything I can, because uh, he is incredibly charming and smart and. So funny, and yeah, and he's also from Dayton, Ohio. So, Martin Sheen and and Rob Lowe and I are all from Dayton, Ohio. So, did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, I, so, I, I got to go. I yeah. missed the Cafe Flamingo. Now. Yeah, yeah. There uh, must be something be. in the skyline chili. Yeah, <laughs> I used to love so, uh, Rob Lowe, but then he ruined Bruce Springsteen for me. Oh, you got to tell Allison. That what story. did he do? Quickly, it's uh, I I, you know, I like Springsteen. Yeah, and I go to his first show at uh, the Staples Center. He opened the Staples Center in uh-huh. the year 2000 and I go to the show and yeah. I have a friend if you come downstairs after the show there'll be a pass for you and I'll introduce you to Bruce I'm like are you kidding I mean this is like yeah yeah and I go downstairs it's all I'm thinking about during the concert right yeah I'm gonna meet him yeah. I'm gonna meet him oh, that guy shit. who's singing right now I'm Rob cock blocked you didn't he worse <laughs> what he does is he sees me, and I know him a little bit, yeah. and he goes, hey, Phil, what are you doing here? I said, I'm going to meet Bruce. You never met him? I said, no, here, come here. And he drags me. I said, no, 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 no. And he drags me over to Bruce Springsteen, and he says, Bruce, this is my friend Phil. He created the show Everybody Loves Raymond, and Bruce Springsteen says, what's that? And I look at Rob oh, as if to Rob. say, thanks, thanks, Rob. That's Rob. exactly you how I it. wanted it to go <laughs> in my dreams. Oh, and no. Rob turns into Woody Allen and starts backtracking. Oh, well, you don't understand. It's a very popular <laughs> show. It's on CBS and people like it. And, uh, and to Bruce's credit, there's a, how about this for a sweetheart? What he goes, you? oh, well, now I'm going to watch because I know the guy. Oh, that's sweet. So, okay, so it ended okay. I mean, there it ended know. okay. Here's the photo. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Phil's blue. getting out his wallet. Okay, what do you got? Um, this is immediately after. 
Oh my God. This is one of the, I have a picture of me like this with Paul Newman, where you're oh, with the person you idolize the and most. your smile, you look like a, you look like a crazy person. <laughs> Do you your keep yours in your wallet? So <laughs> Do you have your yours smile, with you? I don't, but you're, look how crazy his smile is. You're so happy. I it's always so say, adorable. look how happy he is to be with me. <laughs> <laughs> My wife says, <laughs> you are not smiling that much in our wedding photos. <laughs> Thank God, because I that's said, a crazy smile. Yes, I understand. I'm a stalker. <laughs> but he, I say to Monica, but I married you. She once took this photo, picture a photo of this yeah. photo, cut out Bruce's head and put, and put her picture in. So it looks hey, like Monica. I like her. David, David, pay attention. At all times. We're driven by the search for better, right? But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't the search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates and fast. Ditch the busy work, people. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Indeed is such a positive word. I love saying it. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of Naked Lunch will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Naked Lunch. Just go to Indeed.com slash Naked Lunch right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Naked Lunch. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You, you need, need Indeed! Indeed. Of all the movies, do you have a favorite movie that you've worked on? Well, I mean, I would be crazy if I didn't say I, Tanya. <laughs> that, that was, was a good. pretty great movie to get that to work awesome. on. That was awesome. An Oscar is nice. An Oscar. I was listening to an old podcast. Were, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was listening to a podcast you were on, and they were talking about all the awards, but this was pre-I, Tanya. Yeah. And you said, almost like laughingly, it would be nice to get an Oscar. Uh, very few people who will talk to have won one. What? What was the actual moment like? Do you do you can you emotionally connect with what it was I, like? I remember it was like I was just, oh my god, thank God! Oh, it was just such a because there's so much pressure had been building up and and to for all the other awards and and things and it kept going my way. But I thought, well, yeah, but that means it's not going to go. I, I mean, it was just so much pressure. The pressure <laughs> I put on myself. Yes, you know, I put on. It, it was it was more about letting everyone else down who wanted me to win too. At that point, it was just everyone. There was like this full steam, you know, go Janny train that yeah. was going. And I was like, oh my god, what if I? Didn't you go on stage and slap Meryl Streep right before you won? <laughs> you, oh my god. <laughs> if I did, I don't remember. I don't remember doing that. I hope I didn't do she that. She started that. But <laughs> <laughs> I I really think, I remember feeling just incredible relief. I mean, that-, that You have was, one of the great ex uh, uh, acceptance speeches of all time. I Well, I should have stopped at just 
I did it all by myself because because that was I did it all myself. I think awesome. it was the, the the year two. They said that whoever has the shortest acceptance speech gets this. It was a giant like uh, motorboat, some kind of big. Really? What? Don't you remember that? Yeah, there was a. Huge, oh, they made a joke. Oh, that yeah. was and it was for real. They brought it out. They said whoever has the shortest acceptance speech, speech gets this. By the way, boat. a great idea. I know. And I thought I could end it just here and just walk off. But I did it all myself. Thought, but that it, that it, was it, so perfect. It was, it was that great. Was a, a Nick and Phil, so keep Meryl Streep's name out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you had the experience of being on stage when you realized Jackie Onassis was there. Is that oh, true? I was on stage and she was in the audience. And yeah, um, I, it's such a funny, it's a strange uh, thing to bring up. I was I was doing a play for Naked Angels called uh, Fat Men in Skirts that Nikki Silva wrote. And, and the play starts with my character um, having just had survived a plane crash and I'm on a desert island and, and um um, and I, I'm pouring sand out of my shoe and I say, I loathe the, the beach. And I start talking about how much I, and it's a huge monologue. I start to yeah. play with, and I feel like I come off stage and I'm and with Stanley Tucci who's in it with me. And I say, Stanley, what I, no one was looking, what is going on out there? Nobody, I felt like nobody was looking at me during yeah. the monologue. It felt like the energy was off. It was weird. And, and then I come to find out afterwards that, um, Jackie Onassis and John John were in the audience, and, oh. and Mike Nichols and Al Pacino and and uh, Ellen Barkin. Just it was a crazy slew of people. It was like a big benefit, but they they didn't and tell Nikki us. And Nikki Silver rightfully. plays are rough. Oh well, listen. The end of Act One was me being sodomized by my son, played by Matt McGrath. I'm sorry. Come yes. again. <laughs> Yes, that was oh my, my this character. Is, this is Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> <laughs> the weird, weird, weird production. <laughs> my character, the, my, the oh mother, is being sodomized by her son. And, I'm sorry, And I everybody. swear to God, now listen, I feel about Jackie O and John John, did, they left. They did not stay for the second act. By the way, you know what and they went to she, do? And she died like a week later. Oh, no. Stop it. No, that. No, but that's... she died like a week later. So I always felt like oh, how awful her last image was. The, her last was play. A play was watching me get sodomized by Matt McGrath. This is a terrible <laughs> evening in the theater. It's one of no. my favorite plays. But oh, it's a great God, evening so in the theater. Funny. Isn't that where Mike Nichols Yeah, Mike Nichols you? spotted me and wrote me the most lovely letter that I have framed in my, oh. in my office. And then you Two were in letters primary he wrote colors. me. He put me in primary colors. And he pushed you down the stairs. Uh -huh. And that's what, I swear, <laughs> that's what got me West Wing because Aaron Sorkin's such a huge Mike Nichols fan. And he yeah. saw that movie and saw me and that's why I got CJ, I know, which is kind of cool. All from all, that happening to you on all stage. All roads lead back to the theater for me. I swear yes. to God, every great thing. I mean, my, um, you me know, too. Alan Ball cast me in, in American Beauty. From I did his play, Five Women Wearing the Same Dress, in which if you listen to um, Flamingo Cafe, Cafe Flamingo, um, <laughs> you would know. That Cafe Flamingo. <laughs> I'm co-host. <laughs> As of tomorrow. But you met you met uh, Mike Nichols doing that movie, and yep. and you met uh, Elaine May doing that movie. Elaine May, yes, one of my favorite women. I mean Nichols and May. I mean, there's legend, I, I, legend. Of the upcoming films, uh, I think you're filming. I, 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 you just I, came back from Thailand. Yeah. I just came back from Thailand. This and, is a, not, this is that a new movie. Thing I don't know you. what they're going to call it though. They, so it's not. But it's, tell them what you did in this movie. Well, I I. Uh, I acted in extreme heat. And, but a different role for you is what I'm different saying. Way. I, I played a, a colonel in the in the on the army in the future. So it's um, and you're an action hero. 
well, oh, that other movie. Yeah. That, that's a movie I did for Netflix called Lou. Oh, okay. And that's where I, I got to really do a lot of um, action. I had a full-on fight scene. Like, I've never had that before, where I had to, like, hand-to-hand combat. I had to take someone down. And I did it, David, without I, any problem. So don't, don't try don't anything. Try anything. <laughs> I wouldn't fuck with <laughs> uh, I will say, not because it wasn't mm-hmm. like you were. she knew I would say this, but I will out. Nicole Wallace yesterday said, I wouldn't have done what I did if I didn't. You, so whether it's an action hero or just a hero, like she said, seeing you in West Wing was what sort of that inspired made her. Idea. I mean, that's incredible because I think she's one of my she's one of my favorite people in the in news. Let's call her. her. Should we try to call her? She's yeah, let's seventeen call. minutes off the air. I think. Let's try it. Let's try. Yeah, let's try. It. This won't be as. She's By the way, my... because you did West Wing, you did get to actually intersect with real White House people. I mean, I yeah. think we were at the same dinner. I don't know if we've even ever talked about this, but you guys all came to a White House Correspondents Dinner for Clinton. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys even did a short film. And, you know, I directed the president in and co-wrote his film that same night. The little film that President Clinton did, a little comedy film called The Final Days. Did you know that I oh did that film? Oh, my God. I don't think I knew that, Phil. We were there the same night, but we didn't meet. That's crazy. That was nineteen. That was two thousand. No, yeah, two, it was his last year. Uh, when was his last year? Uh, two thousand one. Yes. Is that incredible? That's incredible. That I, I never knew that. Yes. I put that together. Now I want to see that. It's Amazing. a great. It's on great. YouTube called the Final Days. We'll try Nicole right now. Here we go. Look at you with your Rolodex. Hold on. You're both very impressive with the phone numbers. I know. I'm going to see how else I can call in here. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Let's just see if we can call people and they'll pick up. Hi. Hi, Nicole. I'm here with, a- with Allison Janney, who is not afraid of you, but incredibly uh, a fan of yours. Nicole, hi. Oh I, 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 told, I, I told David, when I met you with you, I like jumped you. I was so excited. I think you are so amazing. You are just, you, you do the best job. You're one of my favorite people to watch on MSNBC. I you're adore so you. nice to say that. No, you're it's so true. Nice and I'm not alone in that. Uh, you're amazing. So I'm glad Did you could. you guys already up. do your thing? You We're doing it right now. Yeah, you're on air right now. <laughs> I, I like you too. What are you talking about? I, I, I like you too. This is Phil. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Uh, you guys are the best. You, you, can help, you can help David. David, you tell them how we met, how I like cold called you on a Saturday morning to save Ukraine? Yes, this is a. Uh, uh, yeah, why not? Uh, we have a mutual friend, Brad Paisley, who's a country. Yeah, I know Brad. Star. I know just Bra- had dinner with him oh, on right. Wednesday night. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, and Brad is our mutual friend. And because uh, Nicole liked the moment on the Grammys with the uh, for, with the president of Ukraine. Wednesday. Yes, yes. I can't pronounce it. That's why I leave, I leave it to the anchor <laughs> to uh, pronounce it. Uh, but yeah, so we're trying to save Ukraine. It's just a little project. We'll drag you both into it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to drag you both into it. We're enlisting everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. But thank you. And, Bye, and but no, But know that Allison is a fan of yours, too. Huge fan of yours, I'm Nicole. a fan of yours. He, I told him that. I said that I like, literally like physically jumped you when you came to the view. Oh, so <laughs> I love that. Okay. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Dueling phone calls. That's she, so she, cool. She, she didn't seem to care for me. <laughs> I agree. I, I picked up on that, too. Did you get the vibe? Yeah, she heard weird. the Meryl Streep joke, and she I did better not send like right, flowers. So who are you going to call, Phil? Uh, I'm <laughs> who are you going to call? Gonna... We've had, we're for two, two for two here. We're doing great. It's kind of cool. Let's try another one. 
Who is Phil calling? Who is Phil calling now? This is exciting. This is a very exciting segment of Naked Lunch. Who is Phil calling now? Hey, Phil. Hey, how you doing? Not bad. Just kind of getting through this COVID. Yeah, you have COVID. I did, but I just tested negative this morning. Mazel tov. I'm doing a podcast with my friend David Wild, and our special guest today is Allison Janney, and they uh, each called somebody to see if they would pick up, and I wanted to call you, Kevin Nealon. Oh, Kevin! Yes. Kevin, I just had a dinner with your wife, who's fabulous. And it's back to Brad Paisley. And back to Brad Paisley. All things go back it to Brad Paisley. Back. Oh, my God. Kevin, hi. Kevin hung up. Kevin. Sorry, I'm in the bathroom. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> He's the master of this. He's the master. Kevin I love, I love it. I'm going to do that podcast soon, right? That's right. That's right. As soon as we run out of people. <laughs> I, I, hate it. I hate it when somebody asks me to be a guest on their show, like season five. I no, know. you're going to be on season one, man. You're you're one of the first guests that well, we want. Kevin, now it's confirmed that you actually did have COVID because I thought, oh, he's just not coming to this dinner because I'm here. He doesn't want to see me. And and then, but oh, now that, yeah. that, you know, Phil just called you, cold called you, I, I know that you really did have COVID and I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, no, wait, thank you. Are you doing the podcast now, Alex and Jen? Yes, we're doing it right now. We're t- we're, we just ran out of things to say with me, so we're trying to, we're trying to call other people. Kevin, Phil- Kevin you got to save me. <laughs> she won't stop talking about her Oscar. <laughs> I mean, it's all Oscar this, Oscar that. I, it's like, a, oh, shit, there's a podcast about her. There's a website. It's like braggy, brag, brag. <laughs> Here's what I say on stage when I run out of material. Mm-hmm. I go, what else? <laughs> what? what else? <laughs> yes, the audience. What else? What else? <laughs> like, uh, what else? yeah, I've been doing everything. How yeah, about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, we love you. I'm so happy you you don't have COVID anymore. Would you kiss me? Of course, <laughs> I kiss you anyway. <laughs> oh wait, I've said too much. <laughs> tell your wife I said hi. We all say hi, and we're all yeah. Gonna tell eat, Susan okay? I said hi. She she okay. looked the most fabulous the other okay. night. Okay, take care. All right. Thank you. Bye, Bye, Kevin. I love you. David loves you. I can tell. Mark, love. Are you peeing? <laughs> <laughs> That's how much we love. We're so comfortable with one another. We're so comfortable. I'm naked. I'm peeing. What's not to love about this It's a very special naked lunch. <laughs> oh my Alice God, and Jenny, fellas. everybody. Thank you for having me here on Naked Lunch. I hope. You'll have me back. You can come be naked anytime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Naked Lunch is a podcast by Phil Rosenthal and David Weil. Theme song and music by Brad Paisley. The show is produced and edited by Mark McConville and executive produced by Phil Rosenthal, David Wilde, Josephine Marcharana, Chris Bannon, and Matt Gorley. If you enjoy the show, tell a friend or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Phil Rosenthal and David Wilde, thank you for listening to Naked Lunch, a Lucky Bastards and Stitcher production. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.